This O5 podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first... Take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Sam. I'm Kimmy. And it's Tommy. And Friends is going to be brought to you by the number 71. We're doing something no one's ever done before. Ten whole episodes in one episode. And literally, it all makes my brain hurt so much. We're confusing. Suck it, WandaVision. WandaVision. Get ready for it. And Friends on Spotify. OpieShows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Hall of Fame outfit known as the Moody Blues. And now the leader of an all-star jazz fusion slash prog rock band called Alan Hewitt and One Nation. Please welcome to the show, Alan Hewitt. Alan. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Did I That's describe pretty... your type of music appropriately? You know, I've seen it compared to yeah. Yes, like Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, who sadly uh, we lost this last week. Yes. In that yeah. vein? It's a good, uh-huh. It's a, definitely a crossover between all those things. The first record that we did, um, One Nation thing we did, was definitely more along the fusion line. And then this one has... has going into more of a prog fusion type thing with more vocals. The first record had hardly any vocals. This record has pretty much every song has vocals. So that's the difference, I think. Are you doing the vocals? I am. Well, actually, all of us do. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's we, What I tried to do is kind of make it, this is a, a band, definitely a band, but, you know, I want it to be a band. I don't want it to be me and three guys it's it's a band and we're all kind of working that way and so we all sing and i tried to structure the you know the vocals mostly in you know harmonies and things like that you know kind of like crosby stills and nash and well how yes used to do it too. okay they and that's kind of that. like in the jazz uh tradition too where you know everyone gets their time time to shine right every musician yeah definitely i mean it's a lot more fun you know when especially when you have the 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 guys that I have talent-wise, and 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 we all get along great. We we wanted to do this, so that that's half the battle. You know, Rick, uh, we had Jim Peterick on. Uh, Rick, when was it? About a year ago, it was before yeah. COVID. And Rick and I sang backup on uh, on a, several of Jim Peterick's songs. Do you want us to sing for you on your next? I mean, we'll be happy yeah. to do it. Yeah, just don't ask yeah. Jim Peterick what he thinks of our uh, abilities because uh, he, he might have been drunk that day. I don't know. You know, who knows? No, he wasn't. No. We were, maybe. Uh, uh, Jim, you know, Jim's a great guy. I know. I know Jim very well. You know, it's um, funny. Was, We've had a, a bunch of uh, rock and roll musicians on our show, and every one of them everybody. knows Jim. It's, <laughs> he's, he's, like, Jim. he's known to the whole world, isn't he? Well, he, he is, and the thing is, is what's so cool about him, um, there's a couple instances. Well, when, when I we talked about it, I had my group in Chicago, Alan Hewitt, in 88, and we played Chicago Fest. It was the year that, Soldier, that they had it at Soldier Field. Mm. And... Um, Jim used to come out and I believe they were playing there that day or with Survivor or shortly the day after. And, but he came, he came out and he, he was always there. And then we met up on the Booty Blues cruise, which, um, you know, his band Ides of March was on. Right. And so I went back, you know, 
say hi and everything. And um, we, uh, he goes, Alan Hewitt in 88. Incredible. And, you know, I mean, I knew, I knew he, he would remember something, but to him, for him to remember that long ago, you know, and we were just a little band, you know, so, so it's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. And we ended up um, rehearsing there when we were putting uh, John Lodge um, Midwest tour together. Okay. Um, and so we did it at his place and his, his son, of course, is a great musician too. So it's uh, pretty neat. Well, and of course, Scott yeah. May, do you guys know Scott May? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So yeah. Scott's a good buddy. Also my Hammond rep and, and, uh, so it's yeah there's uh, definitely you know a lot of uh, things that are in common there yeah you know Rick Rick mentioned that this is an all-star band and it really is I mean your drummer is another Moody Blues alum uh, and he played with uh, Pat Benatar your bass player played with the Neville Brothers uh, your guitarist played with Tommy Lee uh, you know uh-huh. this is really this is very impressive but we've noticed that you all have Michigan roots is that a coincidence no Ohio State people here just Michigan people <laughs> I know that what is... yeah, three of us have Michigan roots I, well, I, you know how it is in the Midwest I've always said most of the I shouldn't say this but a lot of good people do come out of the Midwest because in the winter there's nothing to do but practice practice yeah. practice right that's <laughs> so, true so, and rehearse um, yes and Dave um C. Johnson is still with the Neville, Neville Brothers, okay. and he goes out with both. And um, yeah, Duffy did the Tommy Lee thing, and he also did uh, some other things, uh, Matthew Rhyme and some of that stuff. And Billy, our drummer, who um, actually came in the Moody Blues a couple years, maybe three years ago, um, he was he was within sync for all those years, you know, the, the oh. total time. Wow! So great. Great stories, uh, him. But um, yeah, he's an unbelievable drummer. So, so since uh, you're all from Michigan, have you started a militia? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's a thing. Don't get me going on that. <laughs> yeah, we've got Governor Whitmer on the other line here. Would you like to say something? Yeah. Uh, She's you know, cute. Go, go ahead. <laughs> She's cute. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll yeah. get to more about your new album in a bit, but I, let me ask you about the Moody Blues because that's that's a band that Dave and I grew up with and follow. And yeah, I was a rock and roll disc jockey for many years, and one of the first songs I played on the air was Gemini Dream by the Moody Blues, which is brand new at that time, so early 80s. And wow. my son and I are both Moody's fans. He likes, you know, Ride My Seesaw, Just a Singer, Tuesday Afternoon. You know, it's gone to the next generation. And I, I would just think that it, it would be a really rewarding experience to be out there on the road with legends like this. You know, do you have any any stories of your of your touring days with these guys? Yeah, I mean it's it's been great. I mean, when I started in 2010 with them, and um, they were replacing the, their keyboard player that they had, and there were several other guys up for it. The guy from Pink Floyd, and um, not the original uh, right, keyboard yeah. player, but their their second guy, and um, the guy from Billy Joel's band, and several others. And and uh, finally, they said, you, you know, you got the gig. So that was great. And I, I had known Justin prior to that from living in L.A. Cause I lived in L.A. for about 30 years. And um, so it was a really nice fit. And 
and it's a great it's just a great band it's a family kind of situation um we you know travel really nice <laughs> and and we play some great places and have been everywhere pretty much around the world um and it's great music to play and it's great for a keyboard player because there's plenty of to do you know um and uh, all of us uh, there's three of them the three of the original guys graham uh john and and justin right. and then there's four of us um ex you know guys that were added uh I'm, gu- I'm guessing and, it's not like the wild rock and roll days anymore with those guys. It's like uh, no, tea no, and crumpets no. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and sure. It's still a, it's still a lot of fun. They got great sense of humor, you know. Um, and and uh, so that so that's all really neat. And I also tour. I did a tour with Justin on his solo tour, and um, he's out doing that all the time. He he chose to go more in a, an acoustic kind of uh you know singer songwriter thing yeah and then i'm also the music director for john lodge so speaking of the gemini dream both of them wrote that um but we do that in our show so john's show is more rock and roll you know that's what he is justin's uh you know got the the beautiful melodies and that kind of stuff although they both do that but the um you know justin's got of course nice white satin which is Sure. The song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So while you were there, did you learn to breathe deep the gathering gloom? And t- can you t- can you oh. explain what breathe deep the gathering gloom <laughs> even means? <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you that, but it sure is cool to listen to. It, it, especially when we um, when we did Symphony Dates. It's uh, we did the Hollywood Bowl, and and uh, wow, that thing was like huge. That it was a particular you know um they had like five screens or so and the you know it's the face is going across the thing and yeah and it's such a neat thing when uh i forgot what he says uh what did he say breathe deep well, you the remember the whole thing gloom uh, that's that's the one that always sticks with me because <laughs> for the first time i've heard it i was like whoa these guys are going deep yeah <laughs> And I and just that, recorded that again with with Graham a couple of years ago. So we did, we took it out on John's tour as well, um, and 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 that way, you know, Graham was kind of. We did that before um, one of the other songs, and so it was, yeah, it was neat to go in there and do that again with him and record it. He did a great. He, he was quite good at that. Home yeah. Stuff. Now you've worked as a music producer too for many years, and including with Chicago's very own Maurice White from Earth, Wind, and Fire. And you talk oh, about yeah. a range, right? You're talking about some of the things that you've done, but I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Moody Blues. I know you wrote and performed for Warrant, which is a lot different yeah. than those. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I you're doing jazz. Pick a lane, man. What's uh, is there? <laughs> is there any kind of music that you don't like? Yeah, polka. Okay. All right. Now you've offended me. I'm German. All right. That's oh, I know. I said it. I yeah. know Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many people uh, from no, Poland that you, that <laughs> Polish descent right now that you have offended here in Chicago? It's all I spent going those great. Three years in Chicago. I know. Well, matter of fact, um, uh, not to sidetrack, but um, go ahead. You know, have you ever heard of Captain Streeter? Yeah. 
Well, he's my great, 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 great uncle. You're kidding. Really? No. And and Streeterville, um, when I was living in Chicago, of course, we would record at Streeterville. And my aunts um, told me the story a long, a long time ago, but they weren't particularly proud of him, you know. So well, he was kind of like a, like a rascal. Yeah. Oh, total rascal. And yeah. he was he was what well, he was running. What was he running? Numbers or something there? Yeah, and then right. his and and then his girlfriend was, I think, doing prostitution. So, so between the two of them, and, and then they had all their friends. They invited all their friends in the houseboats, and and of course that was Miracle Mile. But there was later on there was a big lawsuit um, on that side of the family. It's the McGilveries, which would be that's that funny. Be yeah, just for Irish people that side. don't know yeah. the story, he he uh, uh, was like a tax. Uh, uh, scoff law he claimed that he lived in his own country which was off the shore of of chicago so that he didn't have to pay any taxes and then you know he became like a celebrity within chicago just because of the audaciousness of it and now now that whole neighborhood is named after him streeterville which is where the john hancock building is in that neighborhood right there didn't they even put up um is there a statue i believe there is (laughs) <laughs> That's that is classic. I want to. Well, I got to get back there. You know when we play the um, Ravinia, yeah, um, oh yeah, a lot. And and, uh, and the last time um, I was in Chicago, it was in. Le- I'm getting track of time because yeah, we've cut a thing. year off of but, our lives, right? <laughs> right. So it was a year. It was a year ago about this time. Uh, matter, yeah, matter of fact, that was the end of the tour because we played um, Arcata. Okay, yeah, and with, that was with John Lodge, and the uh, heating was out, so we everybody was in their cold, you know, like in their jackets, and of course Peter uh, Jim came out to that too. Yeah, that's right. And, it's and in Bill, his neighborhood. Yeah, and Bill Sinar from Tantrum. You remember Bill Sinar? Yeah, he, he played in Survivor too. So I know all these guys. But but getting back to your question, um, yeah, um, playing or working with Morris was. He was my mentor. Um, I was brought in to do a project, and we just got along so well that I started working with him on all. He had a lot of Japanese projects because they love them in Japan, and so we would do, you know, all their redo all their tracks for every album that you know some singer in Japan was going to do or a band, and then he would get there would be all kinds of other acts, and then of course we'd work on the Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff and. A couple of the things um, at the time I did was a uh, mega mix, which was all their hits put together, and I had to redo. At that time, we re, re, redid all the songs instead of sampling them, resampling them like that. So I basically went through and, and did that, and and that was great. And and just working with them with other acts like Jonathan Butler and um, oh, all kinds of people. We did a Beyonce thing and um, stuff like that so it was just he's just one of the best guys I've ever worked with and unfortunately he's gone now but yeah. Um, yeah. but he was great and um, another Chicago person um, Paul Klingberg who was an engineer and did ministry and oh um, yeah oh, let me I don't want to leave somebody out John Kellogg band um, well, I can't remember their name and then um, of course, Cheap Trick and yeah. other groups like that at uh, a place called 
Oh, what was that? Up in Evanston. It used to be a car. Pierce Arrow. <laughs> wow, this cool. Do you guys remember any of this stuff? I, I do remember a lot of this because, uh, you know, I was in that business at that time, too. So that's, that's, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Cool. So, so that's, yeah. So, so that's um, all of the things like like we did in Chicago. So it was great. It's a great music town. Yeah, we're going to claim you as our own now. All right. You're one of ours. You should, yeah. because I feel, yeah, I, I did spend enough time there. And definitely, I was there during the time it was really fun. I mean, it was all the clubs, Haymakers, Haywires, they were all sure. open, and, and probably a bunch of them that I can't even remember, but, um, and we would go in with full, full concert lighting and sound when we came, when we when we started out there. I think there, there, one of the stations was there was, um, what was that station, XR, it was XRT, more of a new, WXRT. XRT was there then, yeah. yeah. So we, we would get played on there a lot, too. Um, and so, so that was um, getting back to you know Earth, Wind, and Fire. What a you know great band to work with, and 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 Cherry Pie or Warrant. I, I co-wrote Cherry Pie with Janie. Um, I was a ghostwriter on that, and and um, played you know on a, on some of their songs on that record too. Um, that particular circumstance was they had finished the record. And um, Donnie Einer, who was the uh, president of of uh, Columbia at the time, told our managers we were managed by the same person as well as he also managed Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Moody Blues. So that's that's how these things kind of uh. happen, you know. You, you know, hey, this guy can do that or whatever. Um, so I got the call, and they said uh, Donnie Einer doesn't think there's a hit on this record. Uh, Jamie's coming down. You guys need to write it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right yeah, let me What's just whip lunch? that out. I've got one here in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, he came down and, and of course he didn't bring his guitar or anything. So I borrowed one from the neighbor and we, we wrote that song in about 20 minutes. He had a lot really? of the uh, ideas ready to go. And then we just kind of cleaned it up and, and then went and put it, uh, put it down in the studio that night and the next day they finished up doing the rest of the tracks and that was ready to go. They gave it to the record company and they based the whole marketing thing around it uh, yeah. basically and that was, you know, ended up, of course, I don't know how many, I think it was triple platinum at least. Wow. So that was that. Well, if you Jamie ever want did. to cross a polka off your list, I know Eddie Caroso, the polka king of Chicago, and uh, you know it, it prob- he probably is looking for a keyboardist. To, you know, can you play the accordion? <laughs> no, no, but I, you know, that would be the fun thing to play. You know, at least you could move around with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that's cooler than cooler than those. Uh, you know the. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, you've you've got such a great range that we're talking about, but I'm also looking at your list of TV and movie scores that you worked on. I mean, it's again, the range is just crazy. You got SNL, Dancing with the Stars, Oprah, uh, movies like Happy Gilmore and Bridget Jones. And I believe Rick and I were talking before we went on the air. You might be the first guy we've ever talked to that has won an ESPY. Tell us about the ESPY. How'd you pull that off? That was from actually um, a 
infomercial that was a you know like for exercise type infomercial thing uh-huh. but it had so many celebs on it that that um, it must have got in a category there that <laughs> that they they did it you know it was a weird thing I just got told they just said hey want to ask me for the music on this so oh, oh that's <laughs> <Thanks>. pretty cool <laughs> let me that was kind of I think back um, I did that commercial for about 20 years so it probably was it at the beginning of, because I doubt that they did anything. I don't remember seeing anything more about athletes for, for for that kind of stuff anymore. So they probably took it off. wasn't cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you have the trophy? Did they give you a trophy? No, nope, just you get a, like a little trophy. Certificate. You get a little certificate thing with oh. a plaque. Oh, at, at that wow. time, anyway. <laughs> nice. And you don't get an invite to the to the. Uh, <laughs> award show either well you know some of these Not things there. you should be happy you don't get an invite like a, uh some uh, i'm sure your buddies in the moody blues told you when you get into the rock and roll hall of fame you got to pay for like two tables uh ten thousand bucks a pop they did and we did we they did do that because we know. just did that in 2018 that was a cool experience though oh i um, bet i bet it was, it was really neat and i you know long they they didn't it wasn't something that being from England, I, I don't think it was, you know, was a driving force, but I think it was really, they were happy for the fans because the fans were the ones that were really pushing for it and, and thought it was kind of long overdue. So, yeah, there was like um, an online thing. I, I, I even contributed to it, you know, because I know that, uh, good man. That everybody was like, wait a minute, you got a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Moody Blues are not in there? What the hell? Yeah, there's there's quite a few people that should be in there. Right, that's true. Yeah, in Chicago, we know a thing or two about ballot stuffing. (laughs) That's right, exactly. We we got everybody involved. (laughs) We voted twice. So so you formed this band, Alan Hewitt and One Nation. You put out a Grammy-nominated album a few years ago. Then you go into Mm -hmm. the studio to do this follow-up, make another record, and suddenly there's nowhere to perform. You know, how how are you handling this uh, COVID thing? Well, um, that's kind of what we're doing is we're preparing for, we're hoping fall to go out and, and tour with this band. And speaking of, we, our agent is Jim Lenz from Chicago. Oh, there we go. Another oh, connection. You, you guys know Jim, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's with TKO and that's our agency. And, um, so we're you know prepping that and and still um i'm just about done with the writing of it but we still have to record all the rest of tracks and get the album ready to for summer and then you know we'll start promoting it even more um but this this song we're one nation just kind of (laughs) it just kind of hit a note of where we're at right now so that that's um everybody felt well you know probably should Go yeah, talk a little bit about that song because that's out there. The video's out. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's kind of a a mirror of what's what's been happening. I think I wrote that just before the election, and um, so you know, it's a, it's a mirror of kind of microcosm of basically all the things that are going on. Um, try to spin it in you know a positive way, uh, but it it's definitely is all about that it's and it's got it's got um the influences seem 
I don't do this when I'm writing, but they just kind of come out because you, you know it's just the way it happens. You know, I've heard all these bands all my life, and there's certain I really like the the '70s era of music. Um, it just seemed so great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any other word for it. But um, is that the music so, of your of your era? Like when you were growing up, was that the music that? Uh, Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I was a, yeah, I was, um, I, I suppose it was, my brother was older than me, so I got to listen to all the stuff that he listened to. And I think that he was, when I joined the Moody Blues, I think that he was, you know, just, <laughs> oh just as excited yeah. as I yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe more. Um, so, but I, you know, Genesis, Genesis and Yes, and um, particularly early Yes, are, you know, things I really like you know how they did things and so it's it's definitely got that influence then then kind of has some of you know it's got our own hard driving fusion kind of feel to it as well um there was we released another one before that which was called uh, one step closer which has a little bit more fusion type of thing in it but still still it's got you know vocals in it so i i say it still leans toward the prog kind of thing cool you know, we yeah. uh, we had Alan White on. I don't know, Rick, was it oh, a cool. year or two ago? And uh, in the background, we had, so Alan, what do you listen to in the background? And it was The Price is Right. <laughs> he was watching right. The Price oh, is Right while we were right. interviewing him. <laughs> oh, a, Not now, is, boys. It's the showcase. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> you know? He is funny. I just toured with him last year. We did, um, with John Lodge, we toured the Royal Affair Tour. And it was with, um, yes, uh Alan, or I mean Carl Palmer and his ELP thing, yeah. and Asia, and oh sure. So we, yeah. So we, I mean, it was it was a great tour. It was so fun. Um, we all hung out together, and, and it was just uh, just a really probably one of the funnest tours I've ever done. You know, it wasn't the most luxurious thing. It, you know, we take a each there's uh, levels of touring, you know, obviously you guys know that and that, and, uh, mm -hmm. but it was just the camaraderie was, was great. So, uh, so you're, yeah. you're not talking so, about Alan, private plane with, uh, with your own no. flight staff and stuff like that. No, we're talking about more a, like, a bus. Band. <laughs> you know, those Mercedes bands. More oh, like okay. That. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which kind of in a way, you know, um, you know, the buses because they're big, they take longer. Um, it's nice because you can sleep on them, but with these vans, you can kind of get around a little bit faster. So th those are in some ways nice too. Yeah. That's well, getting you know, to be the new thing. Well, see, we just uh, I'm something. driving a 2005 Toyota Sienna right now. That uh, <laughs> so, if you guys want to borrow it for the next tour, and Rick, we you might. Got a, you, you've got an 03. I've got an Dodge Odyssey. Caravan, yeah, right? it's it's a, it's a Honda Odyssey hitting the 20 year mark pretty soon. So uh, there you go. Yeah, we're ready to tour, we'll, Dave. Let's get a band we'll together. We'll lease both There's of those. <laughs> Yeah. You guys can take this thing out on the road. That's right. <laughs> so tell everybody, you know, where can they get your music? When's the new album coming out? You're, I think you mentioned summer. Uh, where can they find the video of the new song? Where can they follow you? Plug away, my friend. Just plug, okay, plug, plug. Well, um, they can go on Alan Hewitt and One Nation. It's spelled out. The and is Alan Hewitt and One Nation dot com. And you can 
that will take you to all the, you know, Spotify or Amazon or whatever your choice is. Um, and so that's, that's that. And then as far as we're hoping for the summer to, or not summer, but fall to tour. And as far as putting the whole album out, that will be out in the summer and it will probably the easiest way is just to go to the website, Alan Hewitt and, and one nation.com. And then that also takes you to Facebook to where we always do our announcements. We, we do a lot, um, every six weeks or so we'll, we do a, a Facebook live show because uh, we we have we did a um, it's called Prague Stock um, they did a virtual it's a festival that happens every year but this year we did it um, virtually except we went to a studio and did our portion live at the studio where we all caught COVID oh you're kidding so, no I'm not kidding oh so, man uh, so that was interesting so we we have about two hours of footage from that. So what we do each time we do a live um, Facebook thing is we um, will, you know, bring out a new song that's going to be on the album and then, you know, do a couple of the live pieces. And then we, we get a, we get on zoom and do a little, um, you know, chat and stuff with, with the fans. And so it's nice um, kind of a way to stay in touch with, with people and, you know, we don't charge anything for it. It's just a way to stay in touch. Before we continue any further with Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Stick to Everything with Larry and Paul M. Banks. In this episode, we reflect on a very important anniversary here in Chicago and in the world of sports. And I look back at my one-year anniversary of meeting Tiffany Amber Thiessen and discuss why I hate my birthday month so much. That will be interesting, and so will be my reflection on 90s music and the joy of trying to be an assist man. All of that on this episode of Stick to Everything, so tune in. Listen to Stick to Everything podcast with Larry Hawley and Paul M. Banks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave, loud children in Japan. Greece is not the word. Now that is good Scottish tongue. My brush with national anthem singer Wayne Mesmer and lots of tangents. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we list the best-selling cars and trucks in the U.S. for the year 2020, plus a cautionary tale of going from zero to 60 too fast. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits podcast network minutia men celebrity interview is back your music is really quite good uh you know we're, we're fans and <laughs> oh good well thank you and, and, and when you come great. to town dave and i will be out there watching you because uh, we really like to see the show right and we'll oh, be with man. our with my minivan wherever you want to yeah. go Alan. you you want to go good. <laughs> just give you a ride uh, if you want to yeah. go see uh, streeterville well, let us know <laughs> right uh, uh, <laughs> only I'll one door is continuously know. open. What'd you say, Alan? I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Well, I said I'll let you guys know whatever group it is that I happen to get get in town with first, because I know we're going to be playing there with John Lodge, and we'll be playing there with um, our band. Um, 
I don't think the Moody's things will be going out this year, but uh, but uh, those two will be. And and uh, I hope you guys stay safe and healthy. Yes, yeah, same to you. And, uh, uh, yeah, you. Too. And I really appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks very much, oh. Alan Hewitt. This has been uh, this has been a privilege. We enjoyed it very much. Thanks for being on the show. And and cool. go blue. You want to do it again? Our, Give me a call. That's our Michigan <laughs> shout out. Go blue. Go universe. Are you a University of Michigan fan? Are you a go blue? Yes. Yes. Right. Well, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. From, you know where I'm? I'm from way. Uh, do you know where Mackinac, the Mackinac Island is? Oh, sure. sure. Well, that's where the area I'm from. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. I'm almost almost Canadian. Yeah, really. yeah. That's, right. it. <laughs> uh, that's true, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, Duffy and um, myself were in competing bands up there when we were in, in you know, kids, and and it's so cool that we're in. You know, we're in a band together now. It's kind of things have come full circle. So I'm pretty appreciative of all of that stuff. All right. Well, thanks for slumming it in the Midwest with us, and enjoy your Florida sun. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, you guys. Take T- care. Take thanks it easy. See you, Alan. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. See you. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The preceding was a presentation of OPI Productions on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. And uh, back to you. We've discovered that there are some very, very good people in the world, Steve. In fact, somebody that helped me. And somebody that helped me. And also, there have been incidents where people's hair have felt on fire. What's that about? Good people, inventions, where do things come from? All of that we're going to explore on Back to You. You got it. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, Adam's going to explain a British saying. What does Hobson's Choice even mean? There's only one way to find out. You listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits.